0: matt mosley show espn central texas baylor team hotel out here in the lobby and boy one of the big stars has apparently shown up in town he may be who knows 50 feet away from me right now for all i know i can see the espn programming area uh, because they've been parading yesterday they had dave aranda over there brian custer formerly of CBS 11 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, now big-time ESPN, play-by-play man. Brian, I saw your name listed as calling this game, and I immediately I, I started working through all the PR channels uh, to get you booked on the Mosley Show. It seemed, it seemed like that was the appropriate thing to do. Welcome. Man, thank you. First of all, it's an honor to be on the Mosley Show. That's when you
1: know you've made it. When you leave Dallas, you leave the morning news, and you have your own radio show. So I think right now there's only one star uh, talking on this radio program, and it's the man who has his name on the show. Well,
0: that's nice of you, but you remember all those years it was – Galloway and company and even though I was his co-host you know everybody they would be quick to remind me mostly it says company I don't see your name on that thing well Randy Galloway always felt like he was the biggest star in Dallas I would I would say so and that he was yeah. a throwback to to be sure well it's exciting to have you back in an area you know well of uh, Sundance Square Fort Worth the whole yeah. thing and Brian, uh, it's a little colder, isn't it, than you remember it? Now, today's pretty nice. Today's 50. Yeah. There's some sun. But it's almost kind of like that Super Bowl week several years ago that turned into a fiasco. You remember yeah. when, the, uh, when, when things went the wrong way for Jerry, and I think you would already moved yeah. on uh, to the national spotlight at that point. But this, this kickoff, and I've seen anywhere from, what, 10 to 20 degrees, but right. I believe this could end up being the coldest game that Baylor's ever participated in. Are you going to have the TV windows open and and, 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 and layer up, or will you kind of close everything up and stay warm? We, we will have
1: the windows open yes we are going to be layered <laughs> up and you're right i mean according to baylor they believe that this probably will bear out to be one of the coldest if not the coldest game they've ever played and because as you point out they are talking about by the time we we get the kickoff maybe at 10 degrees 40 mile per hour winds
0: i mean it it, it will be something if all of that is true yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it's going to be really an interesting evening. And then the whole armed forces portion of this—it's such a twenty thousand, by the way—has been invited. I think have tickets to the game, and that's a hearty bunch. You know, like yes. if it—if it's the Mosley family, we're all staying home and we're going to be cozy, or we'll be in the press box. The armed forces—they'll be—they'll probably show up and layer up yes. and be out in the stadium. Brian, how cool is that? The the, the part of that that uh, what's the what is it? The the brave. The I mean, that's a yes, re- the, the, all the tie-ins to this thing yeah. are really neat, and uh, uh, even the people being honored tomorrow. That's a huge part of this bowl game.
1: Well, listen. I mean, that's why they call it the Battle of the Brave. I mean, you know, yes. and, and, and and Air Force. Listen, they they, they feel great because considering. You know, already knocking off Navy, already knocking off Army. You know, so they've already won that trophy. Now th- this means something to them, and it goes to you know, Matt. When you look at this football game, who wants it more? And mm-hmm. you know, if you are the uh, the Air Force and the Falcons, absolutely they want it because they they have a lot to play for. I mean, you look at it; they can they can win their tenth game of the season. And for Calhoun, uh he is not only uh the first Air Force Academy grad to serve as head coach, but he he's led the Falcons it would be to four ten win seasons if they get a win tomorrow. That's unheard of. And he even said it probably will never happen again, especially for these type of academies that have Four ten win seasons. And and then you look on the other side and you look at Baylor. Okay, yeah. You would think they got something to play for, but it six, at six and six, uh, or and big ten champ or big twelve champions last year, you know, they felt like, man, we really let things slip away from us this year. Do they really want it? Do they really mm-hmm. want a victory? And that, that concerns Coach Aranda. Because as he talked about, this team, this is a younger team than the team we had last year. And he, said, he told us, he said, honestly, maybe I, I needed to be better in vocalizing that. Guys, you know, uh, Terrell Brandon uh, and those guys made plays last year and won the Big 12. You guys, none of you guys didn't. So I need you guys to stop acting like you were the B- Big 12 champions from last year. You're not and he said his biggest concern going into this game is from a mental standpoint of his football team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Brian Custer from ESPN joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Coach Aranda is having to serve as the defensive coordinator because he fired his defensive coordinator, and so that's a a little bit of a throwback, and quite honestly – he loved being a defensive coordinator, and he was great at it. So, that, to me, that's an interesting facet of this. He's getting a little bit more in the weeds with this defense, and uh, I, I think that may bode well. I mean, he'll call the defense uh, as he looks for a new defensive coordinator, um, as you've kind of prepared for this, what kind of impact do you think that could have on things? The the, the the defensive guru that became a head coach goes back to calling the defensive plays. I sense that he's kind of enjoyed this process, not not firing his, his mentor and good friend, of course, but, right. but getting right. back into this level of coaching.
1: You know, I thought it was interesting because we asked him about that, and the first thing he said was, you know, how's that been? Uh, and he just said, a lot. You know, because he said, you know, usually in games like this, I'm sitting down with the coordinators and we're talking about game uh, type of strategy. I'm thinking about how I'm going to uh, talk to the team and and talk to them about this opponent. He said, but I've spent the majority of my, my time, you know, looking at game film calling uh, coaches from Army, calling coaches from Navy, how to prepare for this triple option. What should we do? What is this a type of wrinkle that we can throw in there uh, in attacking this thing that maybe uh, someone else hasn't done or that something that people have been very successful for? And he said, so I've spent so much time on the defensive side of the ball, which I do love. He said, but I feel like there's a part of me like, boy, am I neglecting the offensive side of the football because that's what I've been doing over the past couple of years, you know. And, um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if this team comes out inspired and if it's their defense uh, that kind of spurs and leads this team to
0: victory. Yeah, uh, the defense. uh, in in Apuica opting out. And Mark Milton opting out as well. The uh, yeah. cornerback, one of the other linebackers, said, well, I, I think it'll be okay. He wasn't saying anything wrong about Mark. He was just saying, I mean, cornerback shouldn't be too much of a factor because Air Force doesn't throw the football. <laughs> he was just being very honest that that if you're going to lose somebody, the uh, the cornerback against Air Force would probably be about the best thing to lose. I That that quarterback fascinates me. Um, I think his name, I, we met him this morning, uh, Sadiq. Uh, what a – and, and to hear the coach introduce the players, yes. the pride he takes in it. One of them had just been commi- or just graduated as a second lieutenant, and, and mm-hmm. he just graduated from the U.S. Uh, Air Force Academy. So uh, it's always interesting, isn't it, to cover one of these academies' games and realize they poured everything in the same amount of time that every other program, but on top of it, <laughs> they're about to get commissioned and go into yes. the service. I, there's a... There's a little something different. I, I don't think we have to worry about whether or not Air Force is going to bring it, as you were talking about. But isn't it isn't it amazing to kind of get to know and and visit with a few of the players from from Air Force? It just it's kind of inspiring, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, because you, here's what whether it's the air force, whether it's the Navy Academy, whether it's Army, you, you always compare to these power five schools that they're playing and things of that nature. They're not the biggest guys. They're not the most athletic guys, uh, but you can tell they're the, the probably the smartest, most focused uh, players that you are going to see, you know, coach, uh, Calhoun even talked about, you know, we, we got to do something from Congress to kind of lobby these guys to get them some NIL so they can have uh, some, let's say, big time athletes at these academies. Um, because, again, they don't get they don't get those guys. Even for Air Force, they, it's not like they can get guys in the portal. You know, that that doesn't work, uh, especially with Air Force. They don't do that. Um, so he said, you know, we're at a real disadvantage when it comes to matching up with so many teams. But he said it is the way we teach our guys to be hard-nosed, to be focused, and to go out and give it everything you got. And that's what gets us victories. We scratch and claw. Now, it certainly doesn't uh, hurt when you have, you know, I guess one of the best defenses from a statistical standpoint. Um, When you talk about uh, the way Air Force has been winning games, um and then time of possession i mean they just keep the football no one keeps the football longer than the air force and they lead the country in rushing so they you know they average 330 yards a game so it that is to me is real, what is really impressive when you see like their offensive line of guys are like 250 you know 260 yeah. <laughs> 240 and they're going up against guys who are in the 300, but yet they continue to pound out the yards
0: yeah, and they they wanted to remind folks that it was their They're the ones that won that Commander Trophy. You know, the yes. Army Navy game gets a, a a lot of the attention, but I thought that was funny yes. on that on game day. <laughs> they got it out there. Hey, here's our trophy. By the way, we've beaten both yes. of these teams. <laughs>
1: beaten them
0: both, and they and they and they talked about.
1: That. They said this is this is the cherry on top here, and that's why and that's why I said it's like about who really wants it. To me, Mm -hmm. really, you can throw out all we can, me and you can talk about all the stats in the world with this game, but it's going to boil down because of the elements that are going to come into play and who really wants it. Air Force is motivated. They want that trophy because as you talked about, they've already won the commander trophy and yet they want to win a 10th. They want to get that 10th win again because it's something that no other class they feel like in Air Force will ever be able to say for four years, we won 10 games. No other uh academy class there at Air Force will be able to say that. And and as Coach Calhoun said, it probably won't ever happen again. But and then on the other side for Baylor. I mean, look, I know we were the Big Twelve champs last year. Do we really want this win? Sure it will be it will be our seventh win. But you know, listen to this. For Baylor, they haven't had a, a losing season in a, uh, in a couple of uh, couple of years, so you know they got a lot to play for too. And this is the type of thing that sets the tone for next year, especially when you go out recruiting and all that kind of stuff. You want a victory like that to show, hey, look, look this is what we did, this is what we do in ball games, mm-hmm. and and this is the kind of exposure you're going to get. So you got you got a lot to play for, and, and Coach oranda has been great in bowl games.
0: Yeah, this is going to be. There'll be. There's a lot of different facets to this. Brian Custer from ESPN, also, boy, great fight announcer, and uh, that Last Stand podcast. I love that that Brian. That you're. You know, I'm into podcasting, and Ed Werner yeah. and I have the Doomsday Cowboys uh, yes. podcast. But I love yes, that you, love you lead your bio here with the uh, Last Stand podcast. So you've you've jumped into those podcast waters, and and boy. And you know we both have a great mutual friend in Derek James and, yep. uh, and, and getting you, to, you know, Errol Spence, Jr. I mean, these are uh, – I love that you're still involved with the fight game in addition to all your play-by-play work uh, in football and basketball and everything else. But uh, is the uh, – and I noticed you talked to Errol here recently. How, how did mm-hmm. that go? Is Errol – I mean, he's kind of a shy – Not, I don't know if he's shy. He's just – he can be a little bit of an introvert. Did you kind of get Errol talking a little bit?
1: Yeah, we did. We had we had a great time. He was he was on the show. Uh, we had a, had a fight last weekend in Vegas. He was the guest of the show, so we had
0: an yeah. opportunity to interview
1: him. And uh, it, obviously, people can go to our socials if they haven't seen it. Uh, they'll certainly enjoy it. You know, for his last fight, uh, we went. To, I even went and spent some time in his camp with him and Derek James, and we sparred for three rounds. And uh, Showtime filmed it. And uh, trust me, uh, I don't know if I'll ever do it again because that was the that was the sorest my body has ever been, I think, <laughs> in my life. After you spar with the unified welterweight champion of the world for three rounds. Oh, my God, my body was so sore. Uh, but it, it, was, it was great. I mean, I think he wants big fights. I mean, obviously, everyone yeah. wants to see him fight, but Crawford and Terrence Crawford this year, he's hoping in the new year, he's hoping that this time it doesn't fall through. That it, uh, they will fight at some point, but he will fight uh, someone. Uh, he said this spring, and then he's mm. hoping that he gets the Bud Crawford fight by the end of the year.
0: Okay. Well, we need to get yeah. you to uh, to one of those Jerry World AT and T Stadium fights. I mean, get back in your territory. I bet you keep right. a home here, uh, knowing you know you like to kind of jet across the country, but I I hope you at least keep some roots. In the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I I think back to some of those uh, pickup basketball games. You and another guy that went national, Mike Hill, used to have some from uh, back in the day, WFAA Channel 8. And, uh, man, it would be local CBS versus local Channel 8, and things could get a little heated. So uh, we got
1: after did we we got
0: after I was <laughs> serious about basketball Mike was too we were competitive I know you guys
1: are looking like what is wrong with these guys I thought we were just playing for fun I'm like no I've always been like that man I'm I'm yeah. always so competitive that it's like okay if we're going to play we're going to play for real And uh, I loved it. I thought I loved it. I love this area. It is my second home. Yes, my in-laws, everybody still live here. Good. Uh, So I love coming back. And it is. It's almost like home. I love it. And I'm I'm, I'm like you. I mean, when I was here in Dallas, you know, I loved it. But I always felt like there was so much more for me. And I always told me i I wanted to be the best in the business. Uh, and once it was all said and done, that people would say, man, this guy went down, worked hard, was one of the best to ever do it. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do and accomplish ever since uh, I left DFW uh, professionally. And I'm still trying to hit that uh, because I do, I want to go down as one of the best to ever do it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I have uh My goals are not quite that high. I just want to keep doing it. (laughs) Period. And you do it well, man. You do it well, brother. I'm telling you. I know it. Well, uh, it was fun catching up with you. been looking forward to this. And uh, I may venture, if security doesn't knock me down, I'll peek Double my up. head in before the game Got tomorrow it. night and and uh and say hello as uh, as the Bears play in their arch rivals stadium. By the way, bring that up on the air tomorrow. That is a that is a sore subject with not only the Baylor administration, but the Baylor fandom. Uh, I mean it's not like we, we love Fort Worth's a great place. I'll I'll be over at Joe T. Garcia's tonight. Yep. But but yep. playing a game in your rivals and you know my answer to that is don't go six and six. You know what you're I mean right. like, yes, if you yes. don't like that uh, but again you're right once the game gets going we're gonna see who's the most invested in this in in a sense if Baylor gets a win you'd call it kind of a character kind of a program yes. type win and Absolutely. I think um, I think I think that makes it uh, really really intriguing all right Brian have a have a great call and uh, really fun catching up with you I appreciate it Man,
1: I, I appreciate it. And for all the Baylor alums, I think the one key you look for is if the Baylor Bears can run for 200 yards rushing. Mm. Uh, to me, I think that's the key. And, and I'm looking through the, all the notes and everything in this game. If you look at Air Force's losses, all three of them, they've given up basically, what, 180, 175, yeah. and 199 yards rushing. So if you're Baylor and you can run for 200 yards, you're on your way to a victory.
0: Okay, send me some of those notes, please. If you'll email those to <laughs> me, that would, that would be helpful. <laughs> My guy, <Matt laughs> Moses, man,
1: it, <laughs> it is so great to hear your voice. I can't wait to see you
0: tomorrow. All right, Brian, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, buddy. Okay, there he goes, Brian Custer. The uh, boy, he's really become known. Showtime boxing. If you're a fight, if you're a fan of the fight game. Uh, he's uh, he's great in that world. Um, some of us buy fights from time to time and, and, and love that. But uh, Brian was really good at CBS 11 and has gone on to do some great things at both Fox and ESPN. And he is here in Fort Worth getting ready to call the Armed Forces Bowl right there on Big ESPN. Okay.